This is the relaunch of the Hank Norman interview that I did a couple weeks ago. I actually took this podcast episode down because I screwed up. I, I broke my cardinal rule. After we went through the torch in my business, I, I set very specific rules that I would not break. And I broke it on the episode. The rule is very simple. Praise in public, problem in private. And I used to call out everybody in my office all the time in public. And it was horrible, man. They were, they were embarrassed. They were mortified. And I didn't even care. And when we went through the torch, I said, I'm no longer going to do that. I refuse to be that guy. And guess what I did on the first Hank Norman episode, the podcast? I called somebody out. He will remain nameless. But then to his credit, you know what he did? He called me out. He told me how disappointed he was that I referenced his name in a negative light on the podcast. And he was right. And I responded to him both publicly and privately. And I said, I agree with you. You are correct. And I am incorrect. I made a mistake. I screwed up. I approached the podcast with such fever and force and aggression that I broke my cardinal rule. And so I took the video down. I took the episode down. And then I thought about it for a few days. In fact, people reached out to me and said, wow, man, I want to see that Hank Norman episode. And I said, I'll only put that episode back up if we edit out that part in which I broke my cardinal rule of praise in public, problem in private. And that's what our guys did. Z and Preston went back in and they edited it. They took out his name and we're relaunching it without his name in it because he did not deserve the way I referenced him in the first podcast, and we took it down, we cleaned it up, and we're reissuing it. So enjoy this relaunch of the Hank Norman podcast, which has an edited section of probably 20 seconds or so, in which I removed the individual's name that I mentioned in an effort to give him the respect that he deserves. Enjoy. Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monero, where I come to you every week from my studio in Dallas, Texas. Today, you're going to be the judge. When Hank Norman and I are done today, you will have a choice to build a massive personal brand and make more money or not. You see, my friend Hank Norman can't help himself. He is a superpower. And his superpower is making people into stars, big stars, downright famous stars. He's worked with some of the biggest in media and television for most of his career. He was behind the scenes, but not no more. Hank himself has now become a star, and he believes that you must become a star. It is my pleasure to welcome my close friend, my brother from another mother who he now knows, Hank Norman. Hey, Maddie. Dude, thanks for jumping on, man. I really wish you were in my studio because I would have you sign the booth. You see the booth in there? I do. I see. I'm jealous. Everybody gets to sign it. And it I'm sucks stuck at in, you. Then. I'm in Little Italy, and I wish I was with you in Dallas. Oh, I wish you were signing my booth, man. We'd have a good time. But we'll, we'll save that for the next time you're in town. So, Hank, you and I have worked together for two years, and, and we, we have become close friends, in, in my, my opinion. And close friends is hard for, for maybe guys like you and me because when, when you're adopted, you're not exactly sure what, what a close friend is. Is that fair to say? That's very fair, yep. Right? You're always, on the, you're always looking. We're always on the outskirts. Who's getting ready to leave me? Right? It's a curse in a way, man. Yep. Um, but you've made my life better, pal, and I need to be clear about that for the audience. I'm a better husband. 
I'm a better father. I'm a better boss. I'm a better person because of you. And you told me the first day we met, you said, if you get this shit right, your life will be better. And you were right. But what did you mean when you said that to me? I did say that, didn't I? You did say that. I never forgot it. And you didn't believe me. I pushed back. Yeah. We didn't just push back. You had the natural reaction. I said it to you because I knew you were somebody that could actually understand. And if you weren't going to make sense of it in the moment, which is hard to comprehend when you're telling somebody they're doing something over here, media training and get ready to talk about yourself and broadcast yourself and then understand that that can have larger implications on who you are and how you operate in the world. I knew you could, could understand that. I knew you were in a place where even if you didn't see it in the moment that you would, you would get there. And it was so much fun. I think I even said it at growth con and I, cause I say it a lot, which was that when you called me like a year later or six, however many months or time went by when you were like, now I get it. Now I see what you were talking about. That was just so much fun for me and just a great, and it helped me as do what I do because now I see what I do as bigger than just media training or uh, brand. Like people go, Oh, you're a branding expert. I hate that title, dude. I'm not doing branding. I'm changing your life. I'm changing how you talk to your customer. I mean, I, I didn't get into this game. I didn't become a producer and a coach and run my own company in order to do this. This just happened, and you're an integral part of me finding those elements out. You helped me grow as a brand and as a business person because I got to start to see things that were larger for all of us. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, that's so cool. But what that means is the people who you've worked with, all the other big names that you've worked with, maybe they weren't on the same journey that I was on, man, right? And so you only saw one version of the journey, which was, well, how do we build them a big brand? How do we get them on CNN? How do we get them on Steve Harvey? How do we produce the view? And I was looking at it as, how do I fucking fix myself, man? Right. Right. And that was a wild moment because when you told me that, I was like, fuck you, man. I don't need to fix anything. And if I did need to fix it, I would have fixed it. And you were like, hold on, man. It's not quite, there's going to be a journey here, man. And, and, and it has been a magical journey for me, man. It has just been, it has been awesome, but not without frustration because you're under this hard opinion that everybody needs a big personal brand to make more money. And I'm not so sure that I still really believe that. I still, I still struggle with that. So I was going to say, it's not something I believe. It's not like, oh, I believe you have to do yoga in order to be healthy. I don't believe something that I'm just telling you, this is how it is. (laughs) Unless you're somebody who stands out in social media, everybody Googles you. Like, Google yourself. And if you're happy with those results, then don't do anything more. If you're not happy with what comes up, then you got fucking work to do. So if you're in business and you want people to know you and you want a job and you want an employer to be able to Google you, everyone Google somebody. If you want to get to know somebody, you Google them. If you're happy with your fucking Google results, then don't do any more work. But understand, we live in a world where Google rules. And when I meet you and I want to get to know who you are and what you're up to and you want to be in business with me, I'm going to Google you. So if you're happy with your fucking Google, then you're done. But no, if you aren't, you have work to do. You and I are on a thousand percent the same page there because if you don't want to Google yourself to see what you look like, your fucking customers are Googling you to see what your company looks like or who you are. Period. End of story. No one does business with somebody unless they type their name into Google first. So you're a thousand percent right about that. I think where I hedge on, see, that's easy for me to get behind, Hank, 
It's the other piece that says that you need to be somewhat separate from your business. And I want you to clarify that because it's the biggest challenge I've had. Your stance is not that you need to be separate from your business. It's all one and the same. Go there. Yeah. It's funny that you would even, I don't think you have that idea. I, I don't, I don't know that anybody thinks that they're separate from their business. How can you be separated from your business? I think what people are doing and what I'm, what I'm changing in the paradigm shift that I'm involved in is people think of themselves second. They, they want Kleenex to be the brand. They want, they want this logo they paid money for. They want to hide themselves behind branding. And all I'm saying is you come first. That's the only shift that's happening. Yeah, but people are struggling with that, though, because here's what it is. I fix air conditioning machines, and yet I'm on, inter- I'm on, on Facebook posting about motivation. And your stance is, what the fuck are you doing that for? Why don't you just show me you at the job site fixing the air conditioning machine, and if you have any talent and an excitement and a draw to the audience, it'll naturally happen. But I want both. I don't see anything wrong with motivation if you think there's a motivational angle or that's something that you like. I don't particularly like motivation. I don't give a shit about motivation. I just want actionable tips and I want to lean on experts and I want to turn to people in my life that have fucking information. But if that's your thing and you want to be in that space, then you got to give me both. How does air conditioner repair bleed into motivation? You got to sell me your story. Like how do, how do those two are, how are they related? I'm down. <laughs> you are so down. You don't care what the guy does. Just fucking hit record, show me you being you, and let me see if it resonates with me or not. I love exactly. that. Because I'm by, you're going to come to my house and repair my shit. I want to know you. Who am I letting into my home? Dude, you got. Why is it so hard then for me to constantly hit record? The same reason it's hard for me. I'm you. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like looking at myself. I don't like the sound of my voice. I don't like the quote-unquote added work. It's not added work. Those are stories we make up to get out of from doing it because it feels like too much effort or more effort. It isn't. It doesn't have to be. But it is. No, no, it is. It is. Because we have so much baggage that has to be unpacked. We're afraid we're going to look fat. We're going to afraid that we got nothing to say. We're afraid that there's going to be people who jump out at us and dislike it. So how do we get over those fears, buddy? By doing it. How'd you learn to ride a bike? Did you just get on and take off or did it fall over a bunch of times? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How does it make me more money? If I build a personal brand, how does it make me more money? Because a lot of the shit that I end up doing for my personal brand doesn't make me any money. I don't agree. I think you don't connect the dots. But And Grant's doing the same thing. Everybody does the same thing. Because I'm in this business, I see this shit over and over and over again. Everyone goes, it's not worth the time and money. It's not worth the time and money. Yes, it is. (laughs) You can't have more customers unless more people know you. So unless you're busy making a, a name for yourself in social media, in the space we all live now, there is no social media. It's not this external thing to you. It's on your fucking phones. We all wake up and check everything every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a whole well, different world. One thing I can tell you is uh, of all the th- almost thousand videos that we got out there, some are great, some are stupid. There's not one client that comes into my office who doesn't say, I watched one of your videos before they came in to sign our contracts for to do a new truck fight. There finance. you go. Period, 100%. You just made my case for me. Yeah. They did make your case. The problem is how the fuck do you figure out strategy, Hank? How do you know what you're supposed to say? 
Give me the process. Give me the top three things that somebody's got to do to be able to hit record and produce a meaningful fucking video. So now you're now you're down to the to the to brass tacks, which is what we really need to talk about, which is this is the help everybody needs, because really is. How do you do this? This is so my first course, Star Power, was just how to be how to put you and yourself out there. When I did Star Power 2, I really what I heard, what the feedback I got. So I sold Star Power was just for growth con. And I wanted to have some way of helping people and handing them this idea of how to put themselves out there. After GrowthCon, what I was hearing was exactly what you asked me. What is the details? Like, how do I do this, and how does it actually end up making me money? So Star Power 2 is the project I've put more time, effort, uh, uh, thought into than anything I've ever done in my life. I Mm. literally put so many – it's not only is it everything I've learned over the course of being in television as a producer, development executive, uh, working with talent, making TV shows, executive producing shows, executive producing talent, working with talent. And then it's also the other piece, how to monetize. Where do you start? What do you start talking about? And then how do you make money from those things? Because it is a complicated thing, and I will answer your question about what the most important thing is. Star Power 2 was the first time I answered that question in great detail of there is a way of monetizing. There is a way of taking who you are and what you do and scaling that, that you can sell it and make money from that. And it all starts with what your expertise is and what your actionable tips are, how you go about helping another person. What are the things you actually walk somebody through in order to fix them in their life? What is it you're an expert at? Yeah, but it's not that easy because I'm an expert at a lot of stuff. I'm an expert at sales. I'm an expert at leadership. I'm an expert at my business. And it's very hard for me to unpack that. So you and I have talked about this. How does the expert unpack the expertise? So here's the thing. You just said, I'm, I'm this, this, and this. The first thing I get you to do, the first thing I get anyone to do, the first thing I get everyone to do is pick the one thing they want to be known for. That is the biggest problem. Picking, and I, I call it Sophie's Choice because everyone has the reaction, you, that language of I'm good at this and this and this, and they want to be known for and they want to do all these things. They don't want to pick one thing out of fear. No, that's awesome. Yeah, not yeah, fear yeah. because they're not good at it. Fear because when you pick, now you have to stand up around that idea and tell everyone, tell the world, this is the thing I want to be known for. And staking that claim, everyone parachutes they shrink <laughs> then i struggle with it every day we've been working together for two years i struggle with it every freaking day what does the audience get when they turn me on what yep. do they get right it's so crazy how difficult it is to come up with that so give me the tip how does the guy come up with it how does he figure well, out what I'm is the one thing this is why i wanted to do your podcast because i have the answer for you yeah. i'm gonna I'm going to make you pick and I'm going to, you, we've already kind of picked. I just want to, I have a, I have the whole idea and I want to hand it to you and it makes you the expert in this vertical. And now you have to execute on it. Mm. I have the idea for your show, for a show, for something you should shoot and put into social media to prove to the world who you are and what you stand for. Oh, bring it, baby. So you know how Grant, I I didn't get the idea from Grant, but when I saw Grant doing it, it made me think of you again, and it brought the some idea we had talked back to life. So Grant's giving away a million dollars, right? Yeah. He's like, he's like, he's gets on, he's like, people think I'm coming up with a gimmick to buy followers. He's like, hell yeah. (laughs) Your expertise 
is helping not just in transportation, but it can be in transportation. It doesn't have to be, by the way, but let's say truckers. Let's make it as niche as possible. You're going to have a show where you loan money just like you do. You're going to seed money in businesses and you're going to help grow and turn those businesses around. You're going to loan them money. And they may, here's the, here's the thing for TV. You get to determine whether maybe they don't really qualify. Maybe in the real world, that's not somebody you would give money to. Like as a lending company, obviously you're not going to give somebody who doesn't have great credit money for this show, because I want your expertise and I want to see you turn a company, a business and human beings around what's fucked up about them. What's fucked up about their company. You're going to start a TV show where you're lending people money and we're following that journey, how you're fucking saving people's businesses and you're saving people's lives because Matt Monero is dropping ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars on them and looking for his return and managing them in the business. That's mm. the show that differentiates you. I get to see you doing you. I get to see putting you putting money where your mouth is. I get to see this guy who does this on a big level. Everyone knows already you're super successful in the lending business, in transportation. Now I want to see the details of the things you've learned as an individual, as someone who came up inside the system as a businessman. Now I get to see the details because you're going to be reaching out and helping other people, dude. It's fucking would be insane. I'll do that show. I'll do that show. By the way, um, I'll put money up for that show, but I, I actually have I actually have the private equity contacts now that could put real money up. I mean, if we found if we found a diamond in the rough on on one of those businesses, we could go in and really put some money into that business if if the private equity guys want a piece of it. So it could be exciting. It doesn't have to be on a small scale. It could be big. And here's the thing you can't measure. Now to go back to your original thing because I know you're either going to say it now or you're going to say it in 3 months from now. I don't feel like I'm seeing any return from this. Yes, you are. It's just so pervasive in your business dude as you said so many people are going to see those videos so many people are going to see the show so many people are going to gravitate towards you and it's almost going to change the nature of your business well i mean it is a similar version of the profit or or whatever i mean it's it's along those lines i'm not saying it. I'm, not, I'm not having a tv conversation i'm saying it would be easy to say in six or eight months from now, let's say you've done one, two or three episodes. You did that with one or two people and we followed it. We're like, you're like, but it, how is this helping my company? You've, you've said this as long as I've known you, but how is this helping me? Because you can't measure the tendrils because just like you said, but everybody's seen my videos before I do business with them. It's mm-hmm. helping you. It's mm-hmm. selling people on you as an expert. It's selling people on you as someone who can help them with lending them money, helping them in their business. It helps you on so many levels, on every level. Mm-hmm. It well, will blow up your business. What if are we going to call Star it? Power 2, if you buy Star Power 2, and, and dude, I've spent so much time taking this process apart bit by bit by bit so I don't have to be in the room. That I scaled my advice. I can teach you to scale your advice and using the media as a way of getting the attention of selling that information. That's what are we going to call the show? Well, how about, be- how about Loan Shark? Oh my God, dude. That's genius. <laughs> you got it before me. That's awesome. <laughs> right? So we, we go in with the idea of how, you know, how much is it going to take for me to take control over this business or how much is it going to take and what's the rate structure going to be and can they afford all the loans and stuff, right? Yeah. That's interesting. 
playoff Shark Tank, I suppose. That's it. A but, bit it of that. Lone, but it really is. You are a lone shark. Like you're going to come and call the vig. Like you're going to go to their fucking place and say, "Where's how's my money doing?" And like, what did you make the changes I told you to make? And this is what's fucked up in your accounts payables department. This is what's fucked up in your lives. See, what people don't understand is the piece you know more than anyone else, and a lot, of, and I mean a lot of business experts, is that business and the personal are so deeply connected. And what comes out of a show like this isn't just your business acumen. It's the acumen that you get up and talk about at TED, which is there's pieces of your personality that are ingrained in your business. Unless those things are fucking addressed, unless they're fixed, the business will not fucking write itself. No, I'm totally down with that one, man. I completely hear you. Hey, you know what we could do on that? We could do, we could do the loan for the truck. And then the loan shark aspect of it is I'm taking the truck back. I don't give a shit whether you made the payments or not. If you don't do the steps that I told you to fix your business, I'm taking the collateral back. And the collateral is this truck that makes you revenue and puts food on your table. So it's dude, real love, serious now. Dude, I love that, dude. Right? I don't care whether you're making your payments on your truck. I'm taking the truck back that generates revenue if you don't do the shit that I told you to do. Here are the five steps that we talked about last week, and you didn't do any of them. Give me that fucking truck back. That's great, dude. <laughs> you like that? That's the loan shark aspect of it right there. I love that. <laughs> All right, so, Hank, how do we get through this noise of um, the people who don't have a business – a real business, but portray themselves as if they do on social. Well, because they're doing it backwards. That's why I made. So I'm going to tweet out my, a link to. I'm going to put it up on Twitter and all my social media where Star Power Two is. See, what I've addressed in this product because what I do in my life is exactly that thing. Everybody has the sequence out of order. It's not about your fucking book, dude. This is why I've been encouraging you to do the same thing. This is the piece of it. When you get granular about who you are as an expert, it's me getting to see you working and helping someone one-on-one. -on -one. That expertise, whatever it is that you do one-on-one, -on -one, when you start doing that and capturing that process on film, uh, taking notes, whatever it is so you understand exactly how you hand information to other people, that information, your expertise, that's not just scalable. That's your social media play. That's what you're up to. That's how you're making an impact in the world. That's the story you're selling to the world about how you're helping. You've got to write a fucking book. You're not doing anything. I agree with you. A book is a fucking waste of time. The process is great, but the end result isn't worth the effort. But here's the thing. I don't want to hit record when I'm having a conversation with my kid because I think it dilutes the moment, the being present with my kid when I'm recording that the kid. The kid doesn't think I'm there. They think I'm making a video. How do you overcome that? Well, having a conversation with your kid may be something... <laughs> We kind of jumped a line from. Is yeah, I got what you're saying. I got what you're saying. You're saying how does that, that doesn't necessarily have to be part of the personal brand build. I got that. Is that what you're saying? But, but, but turning that on a turning, but having the conversation, you could have the same conversation and tell me what my customers don't want me turning the camera on that. I understand. And that I get. And to that, I say, you got, you got to find customers. Here's the thing. 
and I'm saying you got to find them as if it's a problem. We live in an. I'm standing on the on Mulberry Street in Little Italy. <laughs> no one's even. No one thinks you're doing anything odd. Nobody no even thinks cares. about it. You're right, and right. People want to be on TV. There are customers of yours. You could draw customers in with the idea of, hey, I want to put you on camera. People will come to you. You will generate new business with the idea that I want to record my process of working and selling to you. That will get you business. That people will find that attractive. That's a selling point. That is not a negative. There are people that do not want that. And there are customers you might ask and say, hey, can I record this? And they'll say no. But there are new people that you have not reached out to or spoken to that will come to you for business because you offer that. Yeah, I got it. You're right. You don't, not everybody's got to buy into it. You just got to find the ones that do. Correct. Yeah, I totally got that. All right, and it's Hank. A, and, it's a, and it's a lead generator, by the way, what people don't know. They, because you're on that side of going, oh, my God, how do I bridge this gap? The gap you're trying to bridge is actually a net positive for you and the company. Yeah, no doubt about that. No, I mean, look at a guy like Jamie Waite with AC Hero, the air conditioning guy. I saw him on social. I hired him to come and do my air conditioning, and now we finance two trucks for the company. I mean, yep. that's the play. That's the win. That's the win. How big is seeing the big picture, though, Hank? Because it's a big challenge of mine, right? I don't always see the big picture in personal branding and social. How big is – how important is it? Well, I hear you, and I don't consider it – I don't think you have to literally be able to say I see – like there is a big picture, and I help, you, I help people plan that because that's part of the planning of where you're going. But on a day-to-day basis, if you build these things in, like me talking to you – like. I'm in the middle of another meeting right now. I stepped out to take this thing. I, I, I don't see it as something I have to do or this added layer. I build it into my day. Like following Grant is the perfect model. He's not doing something to record. He's doing things and recording it. Yeah, but Hank, people don't think their lives are as interesting as Grant Cardone on his jet and shooting machine and guns out saying, of helicopters it may and not stuff. Be. And I don't always need interesting things because from most experts, what I need is proof of your expertise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to see you do it. The thing that nobody's doing, dude, this is what I bend people's arms, twist people's arms to get them to do is you're busy motivating me and selling me all your ideas. Let me see you doing the thing you claim to fucking do. Dude, it's the greatest It's the greatest quote I've heard from you. Actually, the first greatest quote was the one you told me of, if you get this shit right, it'll fix your life. You were right. And the second quote is, let me see you doing what you do. No one does that for some reason. I worked with a doctor who shall go unnamed for years and he kept telling me how he was changing some patients lives and i understand patient confidentiality i'm like well book it i mean i book reality I ep reality shows like we can find the people for the television how can you sit there and walk into meetings and say you won't believe the transformation i get from the, my patients and people i work with you're right i don't believe you you have to show me this is the show me era everything's being streamed Either you're fucking recording it and showing it or it doesn't exist if you can't show you online doing the thing you claim to do you're not real you're not credible it's so it's such a huge chasm that people got to jump over man your stance by the way Here's the other thing, too, Hank, that you told me, and it's so true. Everybody thinks that just because you hit record and you, you've recorded it that you have to produce it, you got to push it out. You don't. You don't. can be selective on what you record. Just grab the content, put it in the can, and then figure out what you want to do with it. But if you never grab it, we have thousands of unbelievable meetings 
that did not get recorded in this office that would have done exactly what you and I are talking about. And I knew they should have been recorded, but I didn't have the balls to say, video guys, Preston and Z, hit record. I didn't have the balls to say to the employee, this gets recorded unless you opt out. Remember when I put the flyers out? And I said, if you you don't opt out, you've opted in. I didn't do it. And there are thousands of clips that were magical that I never fucking recorded. Yeah. It's a big fear base, bro. I mean, it's not an easy thing for a lot of people to do. It really isn't. But Star Power 2 is what helps them figure all that shit out, right? So tell me more about this Star Power 2. I didn't even know about Star Power 2. I thought it was Star Power. I didn't know the Star Power 2. Yeah, I made a new one that I just launched literally a month ago that is the blueprint for scaling your entire business and using the media to blow it up. Hmm. It's how to scale your expertise. It's how to take what you know and make it so you don't have to show up in the room anymore. You can give your ex- sell your expertise to people without you being there. I don't understand. Tell me what it is. It, it teaches me how to be a personality or it teaches me how to create a product with Both. me. Oh, Because you... When I get to see you doing you, so I finally get video, I'm now instructing you to make videos where I see you doing the things you claim to be an expert at. Not only is that you learning and becoming objective to your techniques, your expertise, your process, which everyone needs, but it's also your social media play. Yeah, right. We're killing two birds with one stone. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. And what is it? What is it? Starpower2.com? How does somebody get to it? Uh, I'm going to post it on my Twitter and social, but yeah, it's literally just go to HankNorman.com and yeah. uh, it's right at the top of the page there. Yeah. So what do you do from a coaching standpoint? How do you get involved? How does the person get to you personally, not just being on a video to get to you in Star Power 2? Is there live coaching as part of that? You do it once a no. month? So, what I, so the, the very meta, interesting uh, aspect of Star Power 2 is even though I work at a, I, I still, I mean, I, I, I think I work at a self-help company because I understand the power of how I'm affecting people's lives. And I help people do these things for a living. I did this all on my own. I took my process. I came up with a process and I decided to create my course with my own process. The one I'm handing to you of how to scale. I recorded myself. I texted people advice. So I wasn't in the room with them. I practiced because here's the jump I help people make that I don't think anybody else in the world can actually do. When, when an expert's standing in front of you, they're helping you because they're in the same space as you and they're able to fill in gaps you can't fill in for yourself. I've come up with a way of helping people see themselves working with people so that they can then also hand that information to trick people into doing things that they would normally coerce them to do. I don't know what the fuck you just said. You need to spell that out. I don't even know what you just said. I work with experts for a living. So the biggest problem I have working with experts is a lot of experts just sit down with somebody and they coach them or they work with them or they say, here's all you need to do. They don't take into account what it's like to be someone that has no idea what you're talking about. So if you want to coach somebody, you have to be able to approach your coaching from an objective point of view. I have the way of handing that to you. I've developed a technique that gets you objective to your process so you can hand it and sell it to other people. Oh, now I get it. They can buy your technique because now you've looked at it objectively and said, no, here's the step-by-step process of how you do what I would, if you, you could pay, because somebody, anybody can reach out to me and hire me one-on-one. You pay me enough money, I'll fucking work with you. 
I took my whole process and put it into a, a course that cost a couple hundred dollars. Mm, mm, mm. Couple hundred bucks a month? No, one time, and it's yours. Definitely. Holy shit! Really? Yes, dude. Wow! No kidding. All right, Trust I like me. the sound of that. I'll, 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 between me and you, I'll send you testimonials of people. It's it's changing people's businesses and lives, dude. It's an, I'm not even. It sounds like a fucking come. I sound like an infomercial. It sounds so crazy. But it's fucking true, dude. I'm not even kidding. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't real. Yeah, but listen, I, I don't need that proof of concept, and neither does anybody else. I am the proof of concept. I'm telling people the process that you and I have gone through, whether it has made me a big media star or not, has changed my life. And that has been worth every minute of the process. Period. End of story. I am a different person two years later than I was when you and I first met. And, and, and I never went on a couch. I didn't take medication. It is literally from you and I having conversations about who the fuck am I? What do I stand for? What is an opinion that I have? Hit the fucking record and start showing people. The one thing I haven't done that you've harped on from the beginning and you harped on today is you, you all got to pick that one thing. What is it? Are you the world's greatest air conditioning repairman? Great pick. Now just hit record and show me that. Yep. It could be that simple. I can't wait to see Lone Shark, dude. <laughs> you like that? Dude, I love your idea. Thank you for bringing it up. You like that title, Lone Shark? I do, dude. That's crazy. I'm going to take that truck back from you, pal. That's where I'm the Lone Shark. Don't worry about your interest rate. Don't worry. I don't give a shit that you made your payments. You didn't follow the fucking plan that I put out for you because my plan isn't just to get you revenue for your truck. My plan is to fix your fucking business and your life. And you didn't do it, so I'm taking your revenue away from you. And we'll send the repo man. We'll send one of my towing customers out there, and we'll literally watch the truck being repoed, and it drives off. Dude, I'm dying to see this now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Preston and Z, we got to get that show going, all right? That's a big deal. They're both like, oh, my God, another show. All right. Big boy, thank you very much, man. I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks, Matty. I really appreciate it, man. Take care, buddy. Bye. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.